I just got a text to like our family's group like phone data plan saying that we've used up most of our data and I think it's my fault because I re-downloaded Pokemon Go. No. <laughs> Sorry mom and dad, it was very important. Yeah, I'm going to text my dad like preemptively and be like, in my defense, <laughs> Detective Pikachu is coming out. <laughs> I got really excited and the marketing worked and here I am. And they got me. <laughs> they got me, but... Now I have a Charizard, so who's... <laughs> who's the real winner? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Sarah Handlozer. Um, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> you don't sound like her. <laughs> Unless she's just like really, really sick. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, what we've uh, decided to do, so Handlozer's got a lot going on this week. Just just a lot in general. Everybody just sends some good vibes to Handlozer. She needs yes. all the good vibes she can get. 100%. Um, she graduated college. Like, she got a whole, like, piece of paper that she paid a lot of money for. So, that was, that's really exciting. I'm happy for her. That's more than I can say. (laughs) That is. Hey, but you learned how to fly some airplanes, so. (laughs) Yeah, I use that to sell cars. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so Handloser is unable to record this week, but usually this is a podcast with me, Sarah, and... Sarah Handloser, um, and normally we're two buds who uh, talk really like beautiful Oscar award nominated like directorial masterpieces of movies. I can already tell um, you're going with this. <laughs> and we usually discuss like just beautiful film on on this podcast, the cinema rolls. Um, this week we have a substitute co-host for Handloser, uh, the official sponsor of the Cinema Rolls podcast. The official podcast. sponsor. <laughs> if uh, anyone listened to our episode, like, our like two episodes ago or whatever, with our actually our first guest is also our first quote unquote sponsored episode. Um, you might have heard us talk about some guy named Christian who uh, sells cars in Arkansas who Venmoed us $3 for us to uh, have a five-second advertisement spot. You are the (laughs) only podcast that took me up on that. (laughs) You sent emails out to all of them, um, and we were the only ones. Uh, David Dobrik, Casey Neistat, (laughs) Joe Rogan, none of them responded. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were the only ones desperate enough, and so now you're here. Yes, you're I am guest. here. You are, you are not only the third guest in a row, like this is now the third episode in a row to have a guest after having uh, had the very first guest three episodes ago. <laughs> so once we started, we just couldn't stop. Um, but you're not only that, you are also um, the third white guy <laughs> in a row. Keeping that tradition going. We just needed more of an audience, so we're taking advantage of you guys. There we go. 
I'm used to it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so our first guest um, was a filmmaker and loves movies. Talks uh, talks so just wonderfully about the art of film and writing film. Uh, our second guest was on our Marvel episode. Um, he is just internet famous for his theories of the MCU and his well-written reviews on every single Avengers movie. He's just, he's got like just his, just his finger on the pulse of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, what's your favorite movie, Christian? <laughs> oh, oh no. Um, so I enjoy movies just because they, if, if I like it, I like it. That's, yeah. that's all there is. I mean, very, 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 very surface level. Right. If it's funny, you you, you win me over. Right. Um, if you're coming to this episode for more of, you know, our guests who are experts in film, uh, yeah, you come to the right place. <laughs> you might want to wait till next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Christian, this is going to be a fun episode because uh, you just like fun <laughs> movies. I like to feel good while watching a movie. Yeah, and you really don't care, like about what the critics think or what nope. the Academy Awards think. You don't even mm -hmm. know about the Academy Awards. <laughs> Couldn't tell you a single one that won. Yeah, seriously. Like you, I bet you couldn't even tell me like more than like four categories even. <laughs> like, I heard Bird Box was a movie. I never saw okay. it. Okay, yeah, uh, good. You're not missing out okay. Okay, <laughs> on good. a lot actually. See, didn't um, think I was. It would not make you happy, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was all of that just to be like, hey guys, this is Christian May. Welcome to the Cinema Rolls podcast. That is uh, at Christian underscore May underscore okay. I. Shameless plug. <laughs> I'm glad you're going ahead and getting that out there now because yes. if we wait until the end, people would have stopped listening. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to know what you're working with. Oh, no. Um, so who, who are you for the people who have no clue who you are, which is probably everyone listening? I am... <laughs> I am one you of... Just, I want everyone to know that he just waved. He waved. So we're on FaceTime, <laughs> and for some reason I thought there's the people watching, so I waved at the camera. Anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, okay. I am one of Sarah's very best friends. Yes, uh, unfortunately. <clears throat> from Arkansas. If you uh, can't tell from the accent. I don't hear an accent, so... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's no accent. Um, yeah, we met in... High school. Yeah. Ninth grade? No, you're in 10th. Uh, we... No, you were in 11th. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Um, we have... We... I don't, I'm so bad at like knowing things like that, like knowing when things happened. I know we have been friends for almost a decade, which is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it would yeah. have been 11th grade because I was in... Forensics didn't start till 10th grade. Okay, yeah, so I had to have been, yeah, yeah I had to have been in 11th grade. Um, that is a question that we ask every guest, all two of them, uh, is <laughs> just how do you know the Sarah that you know? Mm. Um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, this is, this is my, my favorite, least... <laughs> this is my favorite segment ever. 
Um, very specifically, the how Sarah and Christian met is my least favorite story of all time. Like, of all time to tell. And yet, it's the question that I get asked more than anything else. And so, I just wanted to get it out of the way. How do we know each other? How did we meet? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sarah. <clears throat> it was a great Saturday. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, this it was. Is, it was this a podcast, just keep in mind, we just released a two-hour-long podcast, and we need to make it up to our audience and have this one be much shorter. Okay. <laughs> so. I, I can do that. Uh, okay. So we're in what's called Forensics, which is basically competitive theater. It's just as nerdy as it sounds. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, look it up. It's great. It's wonderful. It's Yeah. It's not the kind of else. forensics of like cutting open dead people to yeah, find not, out not how like they CSI. died. Yeah. yeah, not the cool kind. The kind no. where you walk, the kind where you walk down the hallway and you watch groups of teenagers singing like musical songs and talking to and walls. Like, yeah, like reciting their monologues just to a wall. <laughs> like it's so little black bad. notebooks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. If you know, you know. If you send know, us, you know. Send Cinema Rolls your, um, your forensics experiences at yes. Cinema Rolls on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so we met uh, me and my friend Sydney, who, by the way, I ran into in Nashville this weekend. Well, I'm so glad. I know. Random this seems side like fact. The, this seems like something we would talk about not being recorded on Yeah, uh, Yeah, you know, little, that's, okay. you know my memory. I'll forget, so I have to say it whenever it comes no, to Okay, so we'll re-listen to this episode later, and then we'll remember to talk about this. Yes. Uh, okay, good. We're doing a piece called Children of a Lesser God, where the uh, woman is deaf, and the man is teaching her how to speak uh, verbally, uh, instead of sign language, using sign language, um, <clears throat> really powerful piece, really fun, really hard because you do have to learn sign language with it. Uh, just an emotional piece, lots of going on on her uh, on her end. Uh, mine not so much, which is why it was worked great. So, uh, at this forensics tournament, we we're going around goofing off, and I would go up and sign to people like I was actually deaf, and she would interpret it. And we just talked to people like that. And we walked up to Sarah and her friend Becca. Mm -hmm. And I started sign languaging. And um, that may be the wrong word for it. But anyways, I started signing. Just signing, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. <clears throat> uh, and Sydney was going off and saying all these things. And I wanted to say something specific, but I don't know ASL at all. I just right. know that piece. So right. I tried You're to just make up. the same line over yes, and over again. Yes, I was yeah. the same four-minute piece. I was just signing over from yeah. start to finish. Right. Um, but I wanted to say something specific, and I tried making up a sign, and it wasn't working. And I just, you know, I, I didn't say it, but I pulled out my phone and texted the word and handed it. Uh -huh. And Sarah, at that point, she kind of stops <laughs> oh, no. and looks, and she goes, wait, if he's deaf... Doesn't that mean he needs Braille? How does a phone have Braille? <laughs> and y'all, I tell you, it took every fiber of my being not to laugh because everybody was Cause, crying laughing. Because you were, like, this is the best acting you've ever done. I oh, would by like far. to clarify. By because far. 
Yeah, because you obviously like were not deaf. <laughs> you no. were acting yeah, my like you were deaf. Gut yeah. reaction was to laugh, and I had right. to stop myself and go, "Nope, you're not supposed to hear this." Because <laughs> you absolutely heard like this dumb girl just like be like, "Does your phone have braille?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and you had to like wait until like you had you gave Sydney the most confused like it with just your facial expression. You were like. Why is everyone laughing? Like what I said <laughs> wasn't she, funny. Yeah, and she kind of had to like realize like, oh, he's not supposed to hear, and so she like pretends to like sign back to you like yeah, what's yeah. going, and you were like, oh, ha 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 ha. Um, the best part so, though was later that night at the awards <laughs> banquet. So we're so my friend Becca and I were sitting in the cafeteria just kind of like waiting on everyone to get all their awards and we were like you know what we can't like leave without becoming friends with this deaf boy (laughs) and um we like we were like how do we get a deaf person's attention and so we stood up (laughs) like on the cafeteria seats like waving our arms just real big like, because we knew you were on the other side of the room. Learned later after we became friends, you totally saw us. You just pretended you didn't so we yep. could keep waving our arms like crazy people. 100%. Um, trying to get your attention. After about three long minutes, you finally, like, look over. We're like, come over here. And you're like, oh, you know, we're gesturing to you like, hey, come here. Um, so then we go back to talking while we're waiting on you to come over there. And then out of nowhere, we just hear, like, hey, what do you need? <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> We both like turn around and we're like when i say their jaw what? hit the floor it legitimately <laughs> if it didn't hit the floor is like two inches off the ground it's pretty close yeah so we were both like i'm sorry <laughs> what <laughs> and we just didn't understand and and you even this like, is very explicitly, this is like three or four hours after oh yeah yeah this, this is isn't like this isn't like day. 10 minutes later this is like three yeah. or four hours after this is like we passed you in the hallways during the competition multiple times and we would like whisper say hi to you <laughs> like we would mouth hi to you and like oh, wave yeah. <laughs> because we were like he can't hear us um so uh we turned around we were very confused and even after he explained like hey uh that was all acting <laughs> that's what we're here for yeah, and we just really didn't understand, and then we just kept being friends yeah. since then. Yeah. It all we, started on, like, deception and pranks. And so. then we went to college together, and then sort we went of. to Indiana. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we sort of went to college together. We were Let's at go. college together. For a little bit. For a little bit. <laughs> one one person finished, and the other did not. Yeah. Yeah. But also... a. <laughs> one person makes much more money than the other person <laughs> and it doesn't match up in the way you think it would <laughs> oh society's uh, so weird um yeah so uh christian what is your relationship with movies um the, the i almost my... asked you like why do you like movies and then i was do you like movies <laughs> like, i do like, i do i don't yeah it has to be a very specific type of movie for me to go to the movie theater and watch. Right. I'm one of those, I'm scrolling through TV and I see something like, oh, I meant to watch yeah. that movie. I want to watch it. And then it, and then I watch it there. Um, right. So there's usually a lot of commercial breaks, a lot of very bad dubbing over words. A uh, lot of like half of the scenes have been edited out. Yes. Just for like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, it has to be a very specific type of movie. 
I will say it's the only movie I've seen multiple times in theaters was Endgame. And I saw it back-to-back nights. I'm so proud. Yep. Yeah, give Disney your money. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> they need it. Gladly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're, you're not like... So part of what we say all the time on Cinema Rolls is that Han Lozier and I are recovering film snobs. Um, where we have tried very hard uh, to not be the people who are like, oh, the only movie you like is... I, I, don't, I can't even like think of one. <laughs> That's how bad it is. What's like a blockbuster other than Endgame that's come out recently that everyone liked? Like, you know, if someone experienced true joy somehow from Aquaman... See, even, I'm even doing it now. Like... Like, we want to be the people that are like, you know what? Like, you enjoyed this. You know there was someone out there who just was pumped to see Aquaman, and that made their year. Um, Yeah, I know. It's it's Jason Momoa did it 100% justice. They, they, Yeah, they they watched him swim in skinny jeans and not have a single chafing issue. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of his superpowers. Um, So, yeah, we're trying, we, we try to be, you know, like not like you know your typical like we didn't go to film school but like we don't want to act like we went to film school you know right, what I mean right right right, right. <laughs> like see I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm so I think I'm the perfect embodiment of what you are basically trying to be because the the looks well, of trying like, to that's not, a not, very well, lofty statement <laughs> I am I'm exactly what you want to be <laughs> I you should go at after what I got is what I, I no. yeah. when it comes to movies yes, I am very just, I can shut everything off now obviously there's right. some things that will catch my eye we talked about in uh, uh, Endgame the scene where it's the three original against Thanos and it's that yeah. big wide shot and everybody just kind of yeah. yeah there are times yeah. very very few where stuff like that catches my eye for yeah. the most part it's just eyes glazed right. over and I'm just yeah. <laughs> watching a movie um, if you could only watch one movie every day for the rest of your life what would it be yeah so there's there's two answers okay which is not the question you asked <laughs> great <laughs> this is just extremely the opposite of the point uh, no so I could go one of two ways uh-huh. uh, one movie I loved the first time I saw it and I've only seen it once and so like I feel like I could watch it more like I could go more consecutive days watching it mm-hmm. and that's Night and Day with Tom Cruise and uh, Cameron Diaz yep. great <clears throat> the other end <laughs> is actually one of my movies on my list it's oh, the gosh. movie Spoilers. I could quote the most okay. and I watched I've watched more than any movie in the world and that okay. is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation talk about that in a second (laughs) yes okay well that's good um so what i thought would be interesting for us uh to do today um christian and i love like making these weird like hypothetical games all the time like when we just like talk on the phone like we like i'm convinced that this is like the only reason our friendship has lasted like a decade not necessarily because we're both like you know putting any effort into it but just because we have a very similar love of this weird like hypothetical situations of like 
oh, like, like if you if you were to, to die right now and you could ask, you know, an angel to give you your top five like moments of anything, what what would you tell them? You know, or or we do stuff like imagine all of your ex girlfriends came like into one oh, room right to now. your wedding. <laughs> they came to your like, wedding. To your we- imagine if I videoed all of them saying one thing to you. <laughs> like, what do you think they would say? Y'all, like, I'm so scared we- <laughs> that she's actually going to do that. Oh, who told she's you gonna I, like, show up? She's gonna show up to my <laughs> wedding with a video projector and a screen, and put yeah. it up. It's just actually, um, it's morphed into just a live action like roast. Yes, <laughs> like, they're all exactly just gonna come up. Be. Yeah. Um. So we love these weird, like hypothetical, like, oh, what if this? And like, what would you do if this? Um. And we love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we end up arguing a lot when we like get into those conversations. And they uh, 90% is... of the time do not get resolved. And that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, spoiler alert, this is probably not going to be resolved, This the, the topic that we're discussing today. Um, I saw a tweet, and I wish I could remember whose tweet it was so I could give credit where credit is due. Um, but I can't, so I'm just going to steal the idea because that's what the internet is for. 100%. And, uh-huh. So, basically, someone was like, okay, if you could choose 10 movies to show in a movie theater, and it, those 10 movies are the only 10 movies that can show for the rest of time, and, like, let's assume, like, those 10 movies, like, they show every day for the rest of time at this one movie theater, what would you pick? Um, and so I thought it would be interesting to kind of present this to both of us as, like, okay, 10 movies... You pick five, I pick five. We have to agree, and by the end of this discussion, we have like a movie theater lineup to present to the world as like this is Sarah and Christian approved ten movies for the rest of time. Let's do the GoFundMe right now. Uh, we're gonna so you go ahead and just list your five, and I'll try mm-hmm. not to react. And then okay. I will list my five, and you'll try not to react, and then we'll just go through them individually, okay? Okay, so one you've already heard, National okay. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Two, School of Rock. <laughs> okay, no reactions. <laughs> three, listen, that movie gets me. I love that movie so much. All right, uh-huh. number three, National Treasure, the first okay. one. great. Number four, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Now, number five, I kind of cheated and just said the whole MCU and you just put all that. 23 movies back to no, back. No, breaks. you can't choose that. No, okay. no, no. I had a backup no. just in case okay. you said no. Uh, and it was A Quiet Place. Okay. Um, okay, so my movies are Moonlight, Get Out, Empire Strikes Back, Elf, and Holes. <laughs> and my list really just took a wide left turn at the very end there. Um, so, <sighs> okay. So why don't you talk about the first movie on your list? And let's let's just tell me. So so you're going to tell me the movie. Tell me um, or the listeners just like sort of what it's about. Um, and then tell me why you think it should be in this theater that will play it every day. <laughs> For the rest of time, okay? Yes, so, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You okay. have never seen the movie. I and haven't. I have been pushing for spite. so long. Yes. I've had many an opportunity to watch this movie. Uh, I, I even, at the beginning, kind of wanted to. But 
at some point in our friendship, <laughs> it got to the point where I just didn't watch it simply to spite you. Like, yes, that, which <laughs> yeah. honestly doesn't surprise me. Right, exactly. That's just kind of how this dynamic works in general. So, so yeah. this movie is the movie I can quote front to back, up ways, down ways, every, every right. way there is. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's about Clark Griswold and his family and his in-laws that all come over for this big Christmas vacation. Not Christmas vacation, but Christmas uh, holiday. And the okay. whole family is staying with them at his house since the first year he's putting it on. So he's trying to do everything upright and, and big. And he's got, mm-hmm. you know, 18 million lights he's putting on his house. And um, anyways, it's just the hilarity that ensues. Um, mm-hmm. from there as um, you know there's things that goes on like he doesn't get his Christmas bonus he was banking on and he's already told his family's putting in a pool and uh, uh, it goes from there and you see how that plays out with his boss and, and mm-hmm. his cousin Eddie um, who lives in an RV and comes into town and surprise him, surprises him um, it's just an all around great family fun movie that we watch every Christmas. Yeah. So why should it be in this theater that we play it every single day, all year, all year? Because although it's called Christmas Vacation, it is a movie <laughs> you can watch all year round and still enjoy. And you actually are the only person I have ever met that has not seen this movie. And I've also, everybody who I've met loves this movie. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to argue with you, <laughs> because I think that in this, like, year, like, this this movie theater that just, like, is going to play these movies every single day for the rest of time, mm-hmm. um, as much as I love Christmas, and would love for Christmas to be all the time, um, I just think that we just need one Christmas movie. Because we can't take up two Christmas slots Which all means the time. We, we've got to get rid of Elf. No, no, okay, no. So which of those is going to act like we gotta make money. This is a business so, plan. <laughs> so I out of the two of us, I'm the only one that's seen both those movies. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. But I just think so like I just think that um between the two Elf is going to be the one that's going to keep people coming back every Christmas and rewatch it. Like, people are going to want to watch it in the summertime. Like, everyone is going to be, like, down to watch Elf if, like, like, as our Christmas movie. Like, that is our Christmas movie. Our token Christmas movie has to be Elf. Nope. I disagree 110%. Elf just brings... So I guess I'm skipping to Elf. <laughs> I guess like I guess I'm like switching around the order of my list right now and we're just going to talk about Elf because for whoever hasn't seen Elf I I don't understand but it's like one of the few like Will Ferrell movies that I actively love. <laughs> and it's about Buddy the Elf who is this grown human man who doesn't realize that he's a human and not an elf. And he's grown up in the North Pole all his life. And then he goes to New York to find his real father because he realizes that his elf father is not his real father. And it's just this journey of this man figuring out who he is 
And it's about accepting your inner child and accepting the part of you who will always believe in Santa Claus and who will always believe in the magic of Christmas and who will always want to eat sugar all day. And you don't have to grow up, but also it'd be good if you grew up a little bit just so you weren't like causing mass chaos in public situations. And that's a very important lesson to teach all the generations and I just think that if that were available in our movie theater every single day for the rest of time that everybody would love that so there's only room for one Christmas movie here and it's Elf so I just looked it up okay and now this is only comparing the box office this isn't okay comparing total earnings because I think National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation would have made a lot more money okay Christmas Vacation is ranked number 14 in Christmas box office sales at okay. 71.31 million. Okay, you know that you're saying numbers to me. Yes. Okay. So, it was number... I just said it and I forgot. Number 14. <laughs> okay. Elf was number 5. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> Christmas Vacation came out in 1989. Okay. That's also the year Taylor Swift was born. Okay. <laughs> There's only room for one legend that so year. So, <laughs> that makes sense that we put Christmas okay. Vacation. Here's, here's what I just looked up, and this is very telling of just how we discuss movies with each other in general. Um, so, uh, I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score... Mm-hmm. for both of them and you know rotten tomatoes has their like critics like official score um and they also have just the separate audience score mm-hmm. so the normies <laughs> and so my demographic um yeah so yes you're so my demographic versus yours yes. <laughs> basically um so elf uh for the official critic score Beats out Christmas Vacation with Elf being at 83% and Christmas Vacation being at 65%. I understand that. Yep. Yeah. Now, I will say, audience score, Elf is at 78% and Christmas Vacation is at 86%. And we're appealing to the people, not the critics. (laughs) So. But we also. (laughs) But we also. No, you can't. I can't. <laughs> you can't lawyered me for a statistic that I researched. Stuck in. That was bad research <laughs> on your part. I am just saying, uh, like, I'm just saying if, if, if the point is to choose between the two of them, that elf needs to be chosen. But I think we should move on in our list and see, like, what happens, and then we can reevaluate and decide, you know, if we Absolutely. should Absolutely. We may have two Christmas off. movies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we might. Um, Okay, so, well, you just talked about one, and I just talked about one. So, why don't you go to your next one? Next up, Dewey Finn and Ned Schneebly, School of Rock, Jack Black, Kills It, and it's the greatest movie of all time. Great. Uh, Okay, of all time. One of them. (laughs) Um... I will say, I have never seen School of Rock, question mark, and I say question mark because I kind of some sort of feel like I have, 
But I also couldn't tell you a single thing about it, which Listen, makes me believe I haven't. <laughs> if you have not seen this movie, I'm about to end this right now and call it a day. This is uh, what, the, is, what does that mean? <laughs> this means I'm, I'm hitting pause on the record, shutting her down. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. This has been a Cinema Rolls podcast. <laughs> so if, if you're listening and you haven't seen this movie, you just you just pause right now and you just walk away. Go watch School of Rock and then come back and press play. Okay, Ooh. got it. It's okay. the greatest. So Jack Black is a washed up rock star, wannabe rock star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just living for rock and he's living with his, I want to say cousin. I don't remember how how they're tied in together. Okay. Um, but his basically his roommate slash cousin uh, Ned Schneebly is a uh, substitute teacher, and he goes to different schools. Well, Ned is gone, and he gets a phone call from this prep school saying, "Hey, we've got to have a teacher. Can you come do it?" Mm-hmm. Dewey, who's needing some money, goes, "Yeah, I'll do it," and he goes and pretends to be Ned at this school. Well, he's teaching him all this he's not really teaching him he's just goofing off collecting a check mm-hmm. and uh, this is like a high end college ready like 5th grade super smart class mm-hmm. well he sees him in music class one day and they're playing classical and uh, cellos and violins and flutes and bassoons and, and all mm-hmm. these different instruments <clears throat> and he sees that and he goes oh this is perfect so he goes to his van and he gets all his rock instruments out and sets it up in the classroom now their sole purpose is to get them to win Battle of the Band with him playing guitar as the lead um, singer. And then it goes on from there. And he, he does that for quite a while um, because mm-hmm. the teacher is out on maternity leave, I believe. And um, mm-hmm. he does that and the parents find out he's not a real teacher. And um, Whoa, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Uh, so why should this be in a theater until the end of time because this is the ultimate and again you just you've never seen the movie so you wouldn't know but the ultimate like nostalgia this is one of those movies that we watched as kids that is still good enough to watch as an adult okay so you're you're appealing directly to millennials (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> yes. Um, something interesting about this movie and the fact that you love it so much is that its critics' percentage is much higher than its audience percentage, which is normally not the case for you. Really? <laughs> yeah. The critics' percentage on Rotten Tomatoes is 91%. I like it. And the it. audience score is at 64%. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> People are stupid. <laughs> I love that like your argument for the audience score for Christmas Vacation is see trust the people on Rotten Tomatoes and the second it disagrees with you you're like nah people don't know the people don't know what they want until they know what they want (laughs) yeah people don't know what they want unless it's exactly what I want (laughs) perfect (laughs) yes um I actually am not gonna argue with you here um and honestly the only reason is because I think that in the grand scheme of things, we should have some sort of a musical yeah. in this lineup, and Holes just doesn't cut it. Yeah, this um, is this is kind of like Holes, <laughs> where it's not a musical, but it has th- 
four or five musicals, like songs. I mean, I feel like it has like iconic enough songs that I hear about it all the time. Yes, yes, like, like it, it's it's definitely they've got original songs in there, and it's but it's not it's not like you're watching um, a Broadway musical where it's like every right. seven minutes is a full out number. Right. It, it's like it's Nobody very wants that. it's very mixed. It's it's very well done. Um, yeah. Okay. And how they I, incorporate that. I am not going to argue with this. Um, I am, however, going to follow this up with uh, Academy Award Best Picture winner, Moonlight. <laughs> because Let me Google that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Moonlight um, was director Barry Jenkins' first uh, feature film, and it was uh, the year that... I'm sure, like, even you had to have heard about this. Um, they, there was, like, a mix-up where the presenter said, best picture goes to La La Land, and then everybody for La La Land came up, and then they were like, wait, no, it's the wrong name, what's going on? And then one of the producers of La La Land, like, went up to the mic and was like, we didn't win this, uh, this, uh, this envelope here, it says Moonlight, Moonlight, you guys won best picture. And everybody was like, this is a weird prank. And then he was like, this is not a joke. Moonlight, wow. you won Best Picture, and Jimmy Kimmel was hosting that year. And Jimmy Kimmel like comes up and he's like, "I just, I do want everybody to know, like, this isn't like this is official. Like, Moonlight, we don't know quite what happened yet, but Moonlight did in fact win Best Picture." And so everyone from Moonlight kind of like slowly walked up to the stage, like, "What is going on?" Um, and then like the the guys that, like that were up there for La La Land very gracious and they were like you know what like you guys you know great job great film our friends at moonlight one like this is your award um but everybody who was a part of moonlight walking up on stage was like what just happened okay so was this before or after steve harvey what was this before or after steve harvey oh <laughs> with like the miss america yes because this is exactly it was, what it sounds like i think it was after and, um, like, correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm sure the people listening will, <laughs> but I think, like, one of the whole memes of, like, the whole thing was, like, that Steve Harvey was, like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> like, like, I'm not the only one. just me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, that happened. Um, and that year, like, it was really exciting because... So basically, um, so Moonlight is a story that, it's the kind of story that just doesn't win Oscars. And I say that in a way of like, no, like it absolutely is deserving of it. But because of the, I mean, the Oscars gave Best Picture to Green Book this past year. And I haven't um, like, seen it or couldn't even tell you what it's about. But it's okay, you don't just have to. seeing your Twitter knows yeah. <laughs> that I should not see it. Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy that like... Like, it's crazy in a great way that, that they got Best Picture. So, um, so Moonlight um, is, like I said, uh, directed by Barry Jenkins. And it is about this young... Uh, there's Okay, so there's three, like, chapters, I guess, of this movie. Um, and so there are three different actors that portray this same character, um, Chiron, who is this young black kid... And it's it's his childhood, and then it's his teen years, and then it's, like, manhood, like, his adult years. And 
it's just his journey of like what does it look like to grow up as a young like black kid who's trying to figure out like what his life is like without his like birth mother and birth father Mm -hmm. what his life is like like questioning his sexuality what his life is like trying to figure out friendship and support and community and like who is my family and who accepts me and who doesn't and do I accept myself and all this and it's just absolutely beautiful it's stunning it's it's such an important story um and like I said it was one of it's part of like one of the weirdest moments of the academy awards and so I also right here would like to give a shout out to my friend Ryan who um always anytime i make like a list on letterboxd which like you sort of know about only because i sort of tell you about it somewhat yes um where like i make lists of like my favorite coming of age movies or my favorite like love stories or my favorite like um whatever like movies um and in every single list my friend ryan comments and is like you should put moonlight on this list like even if it makes no sense i'm like sure i'll put it in my like marvel cinematic universe yeah, list why not <laughs> Like, I'll just, because, like, and he's, like, joking, but I also understand, like, Moonlight belongs on every list ever. So, I, so, I Googled it, and I'm yeah. sitting here looking at Wikipedia, so. Good. The most reliable Good. source. Honestly, the only thing that got me through college. Shout uh, out Wikipedia. It said, and. Maybe you should have tried kinda, Wikipedia. I, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, it's saying here that Moonlight became the first film with an all-black cast. Mm-hmm. And the first LGBTQ related film. Mm-hmm. So it's important. Yes. <laughs> and That's yeah, it's really important. Cool. I think that just like in like the span of like the 10 different movies um, that we're going to show in this like movie theater that is going to just last forever and show all of these movies forever, mm-hmm. um, this is just a really good one to put out there. Um, it has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I I love this. I love this movie so much. Um, I also just want to, like, celebrate original stories, too, um, in this movie. Or in this movie. Yeah, in this movie theater. Um, because I just... I just think that they're very, very important, and I, like, took this podcast in a very different turn from School of Rock and Elf and Christmas Vacation, and I'm like, let's bring it back to the heart of, like, you know, what a film snob is all about. (laughs) Hey, according to the critics, School of Rock is up there, so. (laughs) You know what? School of Rock is your favorite critically acclaimed movie, and I support it. I support it. (laughs) So far. So, so far. far. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I would like to propose Moonlight. Okay. I think I can get on board with that. Okay. Um, from what? reading through Wikipedia. I think that's an important film from, to put. From Wikipedia? Yes. I love that, like... <laughs> like, when I was doing, like, research on, like, some of the movies you were talking about, I was, like, getting on Rotten Tomatoes. I was looking on Metacritic. I'm, like, looking at different, like, reviews, too, and, like, Letterboxd. And you're, like, all right, so this Wikipedia... <laughs> Yeah, from brow- from skimming this Wikipedia page, yeah, everything good. checks out. Good. Um, next up, I have the 2004 film uh, that is its name. It is a national treasure. I say no more. I agree. Let's put it in the theater. Let's go. Done. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I That's say this. Easy enough. Christian, it was on my list. Was it really? <laughs> it really was. You don't know what it was replaced by. What? Holes. By holes. 
Yeah, oh. I was like, if I'm gonna go with like like Nick Cage like going crazy or Shia LaBeouf going crazy, like we're gonna pick Shia LaBeouf. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, but I I mean I absolutely agree. Um, for some reason, if people don't know what this movie's about, please tell them. Like, please. I, I okay, so short summary. <clears throat> Nicholas Cage plays Benjamin Franklin Gates. He is a <laughs> historian who loves everything America, which mm-hmm. is, you know, um, yeah. you know, go America. Uh, Great. <laughs> so he is uh, seeking a treasure uh, that his family has been seeking for quite some time uh, mm-hmm. through what the Freemasons hid back in our founding father days. Um, finally, it dawns upon him about the same time as a uh, uh, looter um, does. He finds out about the same time, and he has to steal the Declaration of Independence um, from the <laughs> I'm national I'm sorry, the government. most iconic line. You can't gloss over that. The most iconic line, we have to steal the Declaration of Independence. Man, I wish Tanner was here because he could do the perfect Nick Cage voice. Tanner is Christian's brother, who everybody likes more than Christian. I'm just well, putting that out there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, the I think it was oh. his buddy asking us, "Well, what do you gotta do, or what, what are we gonna do?" Yeah, yeah. He says, "We've got to steal the Declaration of Independence," and then and they like, do, and they do, and they like they. They like they put lemon juice on it, and they like he looks at like dollar bills through like water bottles. Well, not and... only that, he's working with someone who is in charge of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, like just that whole dynamic is so great. Of the girl who's like, I'm just gonna stay here because I'm in charge of this document. Yeah, you've already <laughs> stolen it. I can't let it get away. Yeah, and then she just goes just along for the rest of the adventure, <laughs> and like. Oh, and just the whole, like, the whole last, like, act of it, where they're like, oh, man, there's no treasure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well. Now, this, we one, got... this one ends with the his buddy that gets the Ferrari, right? Yeah, where he, like, which, by the way, if nothing else, if nothing else, for his best friend, like, that is why this movie needs to be in this yes. for the rest of, What is his name? Um, um, like oh, Riley? Riley. Yeah, so Riley, like Riley. he, if he, <laughs> like if, if our movie theater is going to exist, it needs to have his character like just constantly in, in, in it. Like yes. I, I, there's no other option. And I also advocate for this movie because uh, no movie theater, no well-rounded movie theater, is is quite complete unless it has a movie with an F score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it has an F score? It has a whopping 45%. <laughs> from the critics or from the crowd? Oh, from the critics. Okay, the good. crowd, has, it's a 76% Okay, perfect. Audience. Yeah, that's... See, the yeah. people know what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, this, like... It, it's a great movie. We gotta have it. It is a like, great movie. It's I, one of those like, that, like, once you, if I'm going throughout my day and I think of it, I go, I gotta go home and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just, it's so. It's it's just just crazy. out there enough, but it's also like mm, that yeah. could have happened. Oh, yeah. Well, I, like, remember walking out of the movie theater having seen it when I was, like, younger 
Um, I don't know how old I was. I don't even know when this movie came out. Hold 2004. On. Um, how old would I have been? <laughs> uh, hey, I can was you do a, some math? You, you'd be in fifth quick? grade. Okay, so I was just young enough that I didn't quite understand the concept of movies <laughs> and how they were fake and not real and i remember just walking out and like this is the first time i can vividly remember seeing a movie and like analyzing it afterwards like this was the start of basically my (laughs) yeah this is where it all started this is my origin story um i walked out and i was like but if this happened then how about this and what about this plot hole oh but they explain it here and Mm -hmm. then this and this and i'm like but what if this and like i like this is the first time i really analyzed the plot of a movie um, and you know what? I think this is what got me into just writing in general. <laughs> I don't think so. That's Thank a you, Nicholas no, Cage. That's a joke. <laughs> yes. Oh, Handloser's going to be so sad that she's missing out about this conversation about Nicholas Cage. Like, it's just this running theme throughout Cinema Rolls that she's in with any Nicholas Cage moment. I can, I can see that. I can, yeah. I can get on board with that. So that, I mean, like, you're basically exactly the substitute hand lotion that we need right now. That's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, you're here to be the, ver- like, the part of hand lotion that just goes, hey, but what about this Nicolas Cage movie? What about anything referring to Nicolas Cage? Yeah, we're talking about Spider-Man. She's like, but Spider-Man Noir, am I right? <laughs> like, <laughs> just finds a way to, like, it's like the, like, what is it, the, like, Kevin Bacon like thing where it's like how many degrees of separation until you like link someone to Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah. yeah Except yeah. for Handloser, it's just Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's one separation. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, she's like, oh, here's how we relate him to yes. this. 100%. Yes. Um so yeah, obviously gotta go in the theater. Um so I'll talk about the movie that replaced this movie on my list, uh, which was Holes. Mm-hmm. Um Man, I could watch this movie every day of my life and absolutely never get tired of it. Um, I talk a lot about how much I love original stories. Um, But that being said, this movie is the perfect book book adaptation. Like, when people say, like, I want a movie of insert this book here or I would like for this story to be made into a movie like this is what they mean like they want this level of commitment and this level of dedication um so Holes uh is based off of a a book a novel uh, that I read in uh fifth grade actually like I think our teacher read it to us (laughs) in fifth grade um but it's about this guy named Stanley Yelnats. Yelnats is Stanley spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. And he uh, gets caught with a pair of shoes, is accused of stealing them, and uh, in a wild turn of events, the way that he is punished is by getting sent off to a camp full of boys who are forced to dig holes all day long. Um, and we just we find out a lot about, like, family history of all of the people who were at that camp and uh it's uh, i like i'm struggling with describing this movie because it's about so many things (laughs) like it's about friendship it's about family it's about legacy it's about living up to that legacy it's about starting your own legacy it's about magic a little bit a little bit it's it's about peaches in it's about onions and it's about interracial relationships and it's about women 
killing men. What was that? Go, what girl. Was, what was that drink they drank that, that they found in the boat? Um, oh, sploosh. Sploosh. Um, I like always it, want sploosh so bad. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, I just, it's the perfect book adaptation. It's the perfect movie. I think I tweeted the other day where I was like, uh, imagine thinking that any movie at all is better than Holes. <laughs> like, I think I can't relate. That. Yeah. It's, it's like <clears throat> so much of the dialogue is just directly adapted from the book. Um, the only thing that's really different uh, from the book is that the character of Stanley isn't overweight and the only reason is because in the book he starts out very overweight and loses a lot of weight when he gets to camp and the director of this movie didn't want to put a young teen boy through like the harsh like like basically the uh like the matthew mcconaughey diet or like the um uh what's his face uh who's the guy I'm, i'm just like completely blanking who's the guy that played Batman that one time, and then he played um, 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 Dick Cheney recently. Ben Affleck? No. No. Didn't he play Batman <laughs> once? This is how much I like about? don't care about this about this man. Um, 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 oh, Christian Bale. Duh. Um, oh, that's so wrong just how... to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, just how much his weight fluctuates. I don't. I didn't even need to bring him up. I've just made it a whole thing now because I couldn't remember his name. You were saying that like it was like oh the Batman that no one likes. I was like oh uh, yeah. No. Uh, and then you said Christian Bale. I was like well that's not the one that everybody well, doesn't like. I don't like Batman. That's another story well, for another yeah. time. Um, but um, like the director just didn't want like uh, a young like actor to lose so much weight in like s- such a short period of time. So mm-hmm. he was like, a- and when Shia LaBeouf auditioned, he was like, no, this kid is perfect mm-hmm. because he is like, he- this is Shia LaBeouf's best performance, and I will fight anyone. Have you seen Don't even bring up it. The- <laughs> I thought you were gonna bring up the Even Stevens movie oh, for some reason. <laughs> that one too. I meant to put that on my list. The, like, Sia music video. <laughs> like, uh, uh. I love him. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful movie. It makes me cry every time. <laughs> like, just a pure happiness. When it starts raining, when it starts raining oh, at yeah. the camp where it doesn't rain. On that last oh, day man. when they're about to leave. Oh, man. It's just, it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's I great, love it. Great movie. So... I think it's just the best feel-good movie um, to put in this movie theater. I, I forgot I can, for a second. I can agree like, with I, that one. Yeah, I forgot for a second that like the whole point of this conversation was to create this like lineup for this movie theater and just got so caught up in just talking about holes. <laughs> Each movie, yeah. Oh, man. We're agreeing more than I thought we would. So far, our biggest disagreement has been Elf versus Christmas Which Vacation, has been and I'm on not your surprised. Side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, um, what movie do you want to talk about next? The next one I have up is Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. Which is... I don't think I have seen this movie since I was in probably high school. Probably high school, yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, by the way, that Holes so far has been, it's the closest, like, 
the critics and the audience agree. Like, it's at 77% for the critics and 76% for the audience. Oh, wow. Like, critics and audiences alike are like, yeah, we agree on this movie. C plus. Which is... For both. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, the... Uh... The adapt- adaptation... That <laughs> super southern. You just went full Arkansas. <laughs> Listen, when you talk about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, you have to... <laughs> We got Oh Brother, Where Out There. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? We're gonna, we're I just gonna talk tried about to that. talk like Arkansas for a second, and I've been gone for so long, I just I forgot how to even do it. <laughs> yep. What you got? Okay. Uh, George Clooney. Mm-hmm. That's actually that's the it. first. Yeah, that's it. John <laughs> that's Goodman. John yep. Goodman. Well, those are the two that pop off the page to me. That's it. Again, not a film snob, but you got John Turturro. It's been a really long time. Um, It's got the same, it's got an overlapping actor um, from Holes. Um, The like, the really like spiny, like uh, the spineless like uh, camp counselor guy um, from Holes that like gets his like face beat by that woman. Um, is also in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. They pe- the people know what I'm talking about. Oh, I think he's in as Delmar. Yep, sure. Um, well, anyways, about the three guys. George Clooney uh, is Ulysses Everett McGill. They call him Everett. Uh, Which is where I work. Shout out to the official sp- podcast sponsor. So if you need a vehicle, call me at Everett. Uh-huh. Um, John Turturro you need is... A, you owe me another $3 now. Pete Hogwallop. Okay. It's a heck of a last name. And uh-huh. then Tim Blake Nelson as Delmar O'Donnell. Um, all three are on a chain gang. And this is... I'm... I'm going to ask you a serious question, and it's going to sound like I'm, like, <laughs> like criticizing you, but it's a genuine... Why do you like this movie? Uh, like, so... why do you like this <clears throat> There's so many small quotable lines in it uh-huh. that are, it's become such a big inside joke, I think, with me and my friend group <laughs> that we, will, okay, you know, you're driving past, uh, again, keep in mind I'm Arkansas, you drive past some right. cows and you go, oh, George, <laughs> not the livestock. And it's just, you know, everybody gets it and goes, oh, that's a good movie. Okay, I know what you uh, mean. It, it's just one of those feel good you can watch it a million times and not get all the... Plus, it's adapted from uh, the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's history. It's... it's... Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I remember explicitly, like, watching this, like, in high school because it was adapted from the Odyssey. Like, that mm-hmm. was, like, you that know, that's every, like... behind watching it. Yeah, that's yeah. any Arkansas teacher's excuse for showing you, oh, brother, where art thou? Was there, like... You know, we just read the Odyssey. I got to reward you with something. Let's watch mm-hmm. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You know? And the, I remember, like, the first time I watched it just being, like, this is, like, just the kind of literary nerd I was slash am was I was so disappointed <laughs> because when I heard that it was based off of the Odyssey, I was like, I love that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I watched this and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. Um, of course, the uh, audience score higher than the critic score. Understandable. Um, yeah, critic percentage at 77, audience at 89. Uh, not bad. Yeah, not the worst. Um, this movie, 
to be put in this theater, <laughs> I feel like a big conversation we should have is like, where are we putting our theater? Because <laughs> if mm. like you're managing it, the theater there from Arkansas, sure, why not? Now, if we're sticking the theater here in Indianapolis, <laughs> it's not going to, that's like, that's not the movie that's going to bring in most of our crowd. <laughs> I think you could bring a lot of people in there only by telling them, hey, this is what we learn in Arkansas. Come look at this. This is a teaching tool in Arkansas. Now that I think about it, like when you mentioned it being so quotable, I just had this visceral, like repressed memory flashback of how many times I heard this movie quoted when I lived in Arkansas versus how I've heard it quoted zero times since moving to Indy. Like, I guarantee the, the a... line that's quoted the most, I guarantee is, we thought you was a toad. And it's, it, listen, it's the I, greatest. I just, the amount of times we would, you know, drag a mattress behind a four-wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just have somebody yelling, like, oh, brother, where art thou quotes for no reason whatsoever. I, I just... I think it really depends on where we're putting our movie theater, um, whether or not I like agree or disagree with this. Listen, because I think yeah. the the thing, the deciding factor, is not only that it's based off Homer's The Odyssey, okay. it also has the one of the greatest songs in it of all time. Oh, jeez. Man of Constant Sorrow by the Soggy yeah. Bottom Boys. Yeah. Listen, we're in Conway one time. I don't remember whose house it was at, but it was one of those nights where there's like a hundred musically talented people all in the same house, and then me. Uh, And and I just remember sitting there and hearing in the other room them singing this song, and I just immediately got up and left and went to that room and just sat and just... Well, I was like, this is... I approve. I approve of this. Because they were sitting there looking it up on a computer and playing and singing it. I've decided. Harmonies and I've decided the only way that I'm accepting this movie. Okay, it's our theater. Do you do you know how like they do these like um, showings of like classic movies? Like uh, they did one in in indie recently um, where they showed like the A New Hope, like Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. They show like Gone with the Wind or Indiana Jones. Well, they had like the they had the live Indianapolis like symphonic like orchestra. Um, playing the soundtrack live to A New Hope, like right there, like the orchestra, like pit happening, and but you're watching the screen, it just doesn't have any of the music. Like they're playing the music live, like That'd right there. Cool. Um, they're playing the soundtrack. And it's this thing that's like happened, you know, like with a lot of like, oh, I think like Phantom of the Opera, like has some versions of it. And like mm-hmm. just any movie with like an iconic soundtrack, um, like a lot of people, like it, it's happening a lot. The only way I accept this in our theater is shout out to the City Boys band in Conway, Arkansas. The only way I'm allowing Oh Brother, Where Art Thou to show every single day in our movie theater for the rest of time is if the City Boys band, live in an orchestra pit, sings that song during that scene every single day. So you're saying even (laughs) when they're 80, when they're 80, they have to be out there... Oh, Just until man. they all die. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. We can get that <laughs> I'm glad that you're making the decision for I'm them. their manager now. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. So they are booked until the rest of time. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, if you were guys. hoping to, if you were hoping to book the City Boys at a uh, at a venue near you, I am sorry. They're uh, busy. Listen. Every so day. anytime they post on Instagram, hey, what songs you want to hear? <laughs> Me and you are commenting that every time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Shout out to them. Follow the City Boys band. Yes. Sounds okay. right. I don't know. That seems like a promotion. I'm going to reach out to Matthew and ask for $3 on Venmo. Yeah. On Venmo yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend them. Seen them many yeah. times. They're great people. Yeah. All sorts yeah. of different genres of music. Okay. All, all sorts of them. Except not now. They're just playing one song. One genre. Yeah. Now they are <laughs> the locked down. That's it. I guess I love how like we decided like they can't play anything else now. <laughs> like, well, they there is a few other like, songs other in there. So, I mean, they'll have to play that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are, they're it. They're the in-house, like, orchestra for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Perfect. Um, speaking of Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's I keep good trying segue. to guess your list of what you're going to talk about so I can Google it and have it pulled up and ready. And I've guessed Christian, wrong every time. I mentioned, like, the list at the beginning. I know. Oh, you're are you talking not... about, like, the order? Yes. Okay, I was like, wait, did, did, Christian has a very bad memory, everyone, so, like, this is already, like, enough for him that he even remembers that I sort of, you know, I'm talking about movies. Um, okay, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yes. The second Star Wars movie, um, but episode five, um, if you're not a Star Wars fan, first of all, why? Wow. Second of all, it's confusing, I know. Third of all... This is the movie, like, I'm, okay, spoiler alert, <laughs> but this is the movie where we find out that Darth Vader is, in fact, Luke's father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, can you imagine, like, this is a complete tangent, but I wish I could live in a time where I didn't just know that that was the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that you, I could live you get like to live yeah. through the surprise of it. Yeah, like, that I could live, like, having seen, like, A New Hope. And then anxiously awaiting Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. And then going, whoa, what? You know, like, imagine, spoiler alert for Endgame. If you haven't seen Endgame, skip forward 15 seconds. If you haven't seen Endgame, Um, what are you doing with your life? Right. Um, So skip forward 15 seconds from now if you hadn't seen Endgame. um, Because this is a major spoiler. But imagine generations and generations from now, our children being like, yeah, we already know Tony Stark dies. So, like, that wasn't a huge shock when we watch this movie because like it's just part of the culture listen i'm sheltering my kids so much (laughs) so i can have them watch all the mcu movies with me in order and they can experience heartbreak with me yes so like i mean but empire strikes back is like like that was like cinematic saga like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that was like we're following up with this gigantic story with this thing and it made a lot of people mad the same way last jedi made a lot of people mad um because it really like twisted what everyone thought was like evil in Mm -hmm. movies um and it really twisted what everyone thought of as like villains but it's like a classic soap opera like like star wars is space space opera like yes, that's 100%. that's what it is. Like the villain is oh my goodness, it's it's the good guy's father. Like right. dun dun dun. It's like what the is that? Evil twin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then oh my goodness, they're in love with each other, but they're twins. Yes. Like, 
like what is going on and like it's just the perfect star wars movie it's my favorite Star Wars movie. I think it's a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie just because of like the cultural context that it holds and even like like A New Hope is like good obviously, <laughs> but compared to Empire Strikes Back where it just like really digs into like the characters of like the original trio. Mhm. As well as like the character of Darth Vader and then like even Yoda, like you just like you just you you just get like Star Wars A New Hope is like okay here's this universe that exists and then Empire Strikes Back is like oh I'm in it now right. like this is it for me I'm never turning back like and right. I think that if I were to pick one Star because my thought process in this was if we have ten movies one of them's gotta be a Star Wars one of course and I, in my brain I was like forget having the first one we're just gonna show the best one shout out to which, George Lucas yeah, which is just going to be Empire Strikes Back. Um, and I think I think that people would watch that. You're telling me movie. you would pick this one over Return of the Jedi? <sighs> that would have been a better, like, joke. Like, it would have hit harder if you had been like, you'd pick this one over Solo, a Star Wars story? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So I haven't seen that one, so. Oh, well, good for you. I am very, very, very behind on Star Wars. I have you know not what? seen seven and up. Well, Solo is more like like three point like eight. <laughs> well, <laughs> anything coming after seven. Like, yeah, no, I, I know. Re- what you mean. Yeah, release date. Yeah. I have not seen. I know what you anything. mean. I was just trying to like six. be like weirdly facetious and like annoying, but like right. it just didn't work. But yeah, no, I I just think that this I think this one's the best one. And it's part of the original, and like if you're gonna, like if you're gonna show a Star Wars movie in ten movies, it's gotta be one of the original original three. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you're gonna show one of the original three, it's gotta be Empire Strikes Back. Why not? So, logic. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Um, I think. Hold on, just a second. I. I started. uh, I I can't spell Empire. (laughs) Apparently. Math and spelling. Uh-huh. Like, normally I'm just, I'm bad at math, but today I am bad at everything. Um, 95% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 97%. Like, come on. It's, uh, of the movies we've talked about, it's I mean, the best one so far. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Empire Strikes Back. I think it should show any, um, any qualms speak now forever hold your peace i agree i agree it should be in there this is much less arguing than i was expecting (laughs) yeah see i thought are here for the arguing i am so glad we did it this way because i don't think we can narrow our list of 10 down to five between right yeah we'd be here for six hours yeah yeah i agree like if the point of this was to like narrow down to five we'd be like fighting each other like Like, we'd have we'd have national treasure that's it just we would have National yeah. Treasure, and that's it. <laughs> the only one we agree on. National Treasure. That's actually, twist, now we're just making a movie theater that just shows one movie. Listen. <laughs> Every I, day for the I was thinking about this when I was driving back, and I said, what if we just did a movie theater that only shows MCU movies? All of them, and you just th- go from one theater to the next. Uh-huh. I think that Disney is going to make that. 
I, do, I think, I think they that's would what make Disney a lot Plus of money. is. <laughs> yeah. They would make a lot of money. Um, okay. And I will be uh, what is your? Yeah. Yeah. The, the what is your final movie? Final movie is John Krasinski's A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we have discussed question mark. We have discussed this movie on this podcast already. Um, I really, and like this is no offense to you, I do wish Han Lozier were here because um, I don't remember the things that we've discussed on this podcast, and she does. Like she can throw it out like an episode number, right? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, whoa, great! I didn't, I forgot we talked about this. I want to say we talked about this movie, but if we didn't, um, I'll just let it like, well, we did. Oh, we talked about this movie when we talked about Bird Box because. Uh. We talked about how A Quiet Place did it better than Bird Box, basically. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if, like, people are listeners here, slash if people just have been living in this world, <laughs> they know about this movie. But, like, give me, like, six-word summary. <laughs> six-word summary. Yeah. He's counting on his fingers, for those of you... Uh, I'm from Arkansas, shut up. listening. <laughs> Uh, to this audio podcast. Edge of your seat. Don't speak. Okay. So you explained then, you summarized the audience experience. Yes. <laughs> um, I was <laughs> leaning more towards like plot summary. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which is just like, um, like um, monsters kill you if you talk. Uh, be quiet and you might live. Oh, um, um, woman has baby, somehow doesn't scream. <laughs> Hearing aids are very useful weapons. <laughs> um, why didn't they live by waterfall? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, it just glitched out and I heard, why didn't they live? Oh, that's it. That's, huh. what? that's a spoiler. <laughs> that is not accurate. Um, no, I said, <laughs> I said, why didn't they live by waterfall? Oh. <laughs> Jim, uh, where the heck, the heck is Pam? This was all one big... Oh, I thought it was going to have another one. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> That's too many words. Do, do the um, Arkansas thing and say, this is... That's one word. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is <laughs> all one big Dwight prank. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, well, this is a new podcast episode where we just summarize movies using six words. It'd be great. It'd be great. Even though we do it 17 times, so it's really like 100 words. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just only speak to each other six words at a time. Yes. That's, that's how it works. Um, uh, this, is, so this is actually <laughs> one of those, like, the only movie I think that you have recommended that I've actually been like a hundred percent on board with, like that's really good. Oh, 
right? It <laughs> just, like this weird underhanded. It was underhanded, <laughs> but coming from me. Remember who you're dealing with, the simpleton. Yeah. You know, when it comes uh-huh. to movies. Right. Good point. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually be like, okay, yeah, I understand why like this yeah. wins awards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it didn't win that many awards. Really? <laughs> really. Um, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski did not attend the Academy Awards because they were completely gypped. Uh, yeah, um, ridiculous. This a Quiet Place, rigged. A Quiet Place was nominated for one of the sound awards. Perfect, which um, is right. Well, like this movie, like this movie about silence is the best sound editing I've ever experienced in any right. movie ever my whole life. Um, yeah, Emily Blunt's performance was incredible. Mm-hmm. Was just hands down just. one of the best performances of the year was not awarded because um, something you should know is that uh, award shows include, like, especially the Oscars, don't like horror films. Um, Hmm. And even though I wouldn't even classify Yeah, I wouldn't call call that a horror. I'd be, it'd be like more suspense. I call it, I called it like sci-fi thriller suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so again, I'm not arguing with you <laughs> on this one. and But here's why. This movie should be shown in every theater until the end of time um, because this is one of the, like, standout moments in recent history that I can think of not including, like, comic book movies. Um, I, I'm talking like original story like this is one of the few experiences where I walked out of the movie thinking um, all of those people who keep saying that movie theaters are gonna like go extinct mm-hmm. like all those people who are saying like people aren't gonna want to pay money to go to movie theaters anymore right. like I walked out of this movie being like oh those people are absolutely wrong and that's never gonna happen ever yes. as long as movies like this are made I, me and every person that walked out of that theater just did not say a word didn't cough yeah. you were tiptoeing out right and you just were so immersed in it that you felt like you it ended and you felt like you were still there like it yeah. was yeah yeah my like like i was about to go to lowe's and get some sand and like <laughs> around my nope. house and, nope can't you you couldn't like watch this like so I felt really bad for people who didn't get to experience this in theaters because this was one of the last like experiences where I was like, okay, this, this whole audience, like, and I had, I watched it the first night it came out. So it had this entire audience. Nobody had seen it yet. Packed theater. Mm -hmm. Right. And nobody knew what to expect. And every person was silent. Like we have like the reclining seats, you know, we got the Mm -hmm. fancy and you just kind of would hear like people just very very slowly like recline there because it would make the tiniest bit of like work like noise Mm -hmm. reclining and they made the mistake of not reclining it during the previews (laughs) and so like this movie's going and they're like i gotta uh." and then you also heard like people very slowly like opening their box of candy to not make any noise just like the the slowest chewing noises, that's, like that's the, everyone. That is my number one pet peeve in the world. I say that about a lot of things, but this is up there. Yeah. Is when okay. you're in a quiet spot, like in a meeting or or mm-hmm. in something, and someone has a coke in the back, and they just slowly <laughs> just that. It's even 
better in a movie theater because you know they snuck it in oh, if it's yeah, a can. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's yeah. so great. Yeah, it's uh, like when you're in the movie theater and you hear like a cr- like a bag of chips and you're like, you didn't get that yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> like you did not pay $17 for that Coke. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so um, just being in the movie theater and like experiencing that, it's been a long time, I think. And I don't, e- I don't even know if I can compare it to like any other time before or since then of like feeling at one with an audience the whole time. Um, so because of that this absolutely needs to be in, in our movie theater. So in I have one theater. suggestion. You know how in um, certain movie theaters where they're they're expanding and they're trying out uh, they call it 4D movie theaters where like the mm-hmm. seats vibrate and they're, everything, yeah, yeah. it's so immersive. I would love to see this movie in that. What, what, what do you want to happen? Like when the kid suffocates in the corn mill to just have kernels of corn no, just like dropped on like, your head? But like, like it, it, there's just, I, I want to see if there's a way they can find a way to immerse you more into it, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like if, if it is, in, yeah. what that would be like. They're next to the waterfall and someone's just like spraying water It's in your face. Yeah, mist shooting up. <laughs> It gets bright, right, and there's lights, and yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd yeah, be good. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, I agree with this one. Um, we both saved our scarier movies for last. Um, mm-hmm. My last movie is Get Out. Um, yes. Jordan Peele's directorial debut. I mean, huge fan this, of Peele. <laughs> this movie. Um, I, I'm so glad that you, like, you mentioned Quiet Place and that I have Get Out because, like, um, what, there's something that you say about our friendship all the time where you're like, we're so alike and different. Yeah, we're so alike for different people. (laughs) And then you'll be like, we're also so different for the same person. Yes. (laughs) Like, it's just, just dumb. We are two people who are exactly alike, but not the same. But not at all. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... Somehow, these John Krasinski and Jordan Peele, who are just very known for their comedic, just genius, their comedic writing, comedic directing, comedic acting, like just their comedy, like coming out like within like a year of each other of the best scary movies, like, like... I don't watch scary movies. I say this on the podcast all the time. I don't but I watched ever. Yeah, but I'll watch any scary movie that Jordan Peele puts out from now on. I'll watch. I'll. For some reason, John Krasinski is making a Quiet Place too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, but it's happening, and I'm still gonna see it. <laughs> like, I. I well, that's not gonna show in our movie theater. I can already tell you that. But, yeah. um, yeah. So get out. Um is about this black guy who goes to his white girlfriend's family's home and uh some fishy is going on well some fishy uh and it's just this uh as jordan peele describes it it's a documentary <laughs> um it it's just it's wild it's a wild time i can't even talk because i don't want to give anything away to anyone who for some reason hasn't seen it like we are very spoiler heavy on this podcast, but some movies just don't deserve, you know, like you, that you just you need to see it. Um, and so, yeah, so this movie, um, 
Get Out is my scary movie pick because I also figured like I needed to round out my list. Um, and I was like, oh, I need a scary movie. Oh, I don't watch scary movies. Oh, Get Out. <laughs> um, and I, I watched this the first time on my like laptop in my bedroom alone. Um, wrong move. Uh, and then got to watch it again when it came back into theaters because it was nominated for um, Best Picture. And that was absolutely the right way to see this movie. Um, I just, I want people to just have access to this movie, I think, in our theater every single day until the end of time. So it's kind of like a quiet place where you, the best experience is in the movie theater. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, like, I, I think too that like watching it with an audience is great and so i i this is why i picked this movie over any other like scary movie mm -hmm. um or even over like jordan peele's you know uh sophomore movie us um get out because i have now seen it five times i think and every time you see it you see something different that you didn't notice before and every time you see it knowing the ending or like knowing the twist or whatever mm -hmm. like all of the symbols like all the symbolism all of the like foreshadowing mm -hmm. all of the like little underhanded lines like make more and more sense the more that you see it all the metaphors like really jump out at you um each time that i have seen this movie i've noticed something different that i didn't notice before that blew my mind um and I think that if a movie theater shows it every day for the rest of time, then great. Perfect. <laughs> it gives everyone an opportunity to just keep noticing all the genius that Jordan Peele put into this movie. So I'm on board because it grossed $255 million worldwide on a $4.5 million budget with a net profit yeah. of $124 million. That's insane. You're saying all these numbers. I don't know what it means, which is it's why we're partnering up on this theater tenth, because you're the money person. <laughs> it was the tenth most profitable profitable film in 2017. That was a also a big year for movies. That was a great year for movies. All movies except for The Post. That was a good the, year. Oh yeah, I got recommended. Someone recommended me to go watch that, and yeah, I'm the one that told you to not. Exactly. I told you I fell asleep in the theater. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry to all the fans of The Post out there. Well, we had one of them on our podcast. His name was Zach oh. Cooper, and uh, we allowed him to defend The Post for a good five minutes mm -hmm. for some reason. And did not so. sway your, your opinion any... No, not at all. We okay. only let him defend it because we roasted him the, the episode before. And oh, we, well, that's and fine. We thought, mm, we'll give him a chance. Justice. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, that's just an ongoing joke now, and I don't like it. I apologize for again roasting someone who's not here to defend themselves for the same exact That's movie. That's the best again. way to do it, though. <laughs> yeah, just again. It's um, actually the worst way to do it because now he's got a week to think about what he can say. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so do you think that having a quiet, like a quiet place, and get out in the same like ten, like are they two? <clears throat> similar in the sense of like the two comedians writing like their first horror film and it's an interesting almost sci-fi-ish concept like are they two alike or are they just different enough that like we they can live on the same lineup do we need to replace them with a different movie like i mean I do we need to replace a quiet place with bird box we no uh <laughs> 
I mean, we've got two Christmas movies in there, so we might as well have two. Oh my gosh. Two comedians break out horror films. Can I say what I just thought in my my brain right now? Mm-hmm. That's normally where you have thoughts is in your brain. Yes. Um, I just was thinking about how I joked, you know, replace a quiet place with Bird Box. Uh, of course, absolutely not. Um, we had an episode though where we talked about Bird Box and Bandersnatch in the same episode because they were both like becoming like memes and like what does that mean for movies? Blah blah blah. And so. For some reason, just now, I had the idea, because I, I don't know if you know, Bandersnatch is the Netflix like uh, movie for like Black Mirror that they put out where you choose your own adventure. Mm, yeah. Um, and so the movie, what if we put Bandersnatch in our theater and the audience had to collectively decide on like the outcome or like what they choose for their adventure? And because it shows every day for the rest of time, like have it to where like it's just never going to be the same movie twice. Oh, like it's never going to be the same experience twice, and then you have it's to have a majority and, vote. And so the thing is, if we have Bandersnatch, we've got to get rid of one of our movies, and I vote Christmas Vacation. I said it, <laughs> and that's where my train of thought went just then. I'm so ready for you to see the backlash you get for not <laughs> liking this movie. Um, everybody, um, tweet, um, tweet us, um, with all of your hate comments. Um, our Twitter is Christian underscore May underscore I. (laughs) So just all of your hate, just tweet it right there. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to get nothing but love for School of Rock, National (laughs) Treasure, A Quiet Place, and Christmas Vacation. Oh, brother, where art thou? I don't you know expect what? much love. I that. know for sure that my friend Ryan is going to be into the fact that I put Moonlight on this list, and that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> You've got one guaranteed vote. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do. I do want to um, see what the what what the people say, and and which of these movies on this list do you like? Which don't you agree with? And definitely tweet that at the cinema roll. Cinema rolls. Yes. Cinema. So our Twitter is cinema rolls pod. Um. So, yeah. Um, okay, so I think we basically... Okay, so our, so our lineup is... So we've got Moonlight, Get Out, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Holes, National Treasure, School of Rock, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, A Quiet Place, Elf, and Bandersnatch. Elf and Christmas Vacation. <laughs> and Bandersnatch. You gotta <laughs> give the people options when it comes Christmas time. When it comes Christmas time, you can't just watch one. Okay, we're gonna do a Twitter poll, maybe, um, if I remember. Uh, usually Hand Lozier's the one that remembers these things. <laughs> this podcast really just falls apart without her. Anything. Oh, absolutely not. You all, yeah. This this podcast just kind of um, falls apart without her. Um, Thanks. <laughs> can't wait to have her back. No, yeah, that's no, you know. <laughs> You've it's tried. Cool. You it's talked cool. to Nicolas Cage, and that's all that you could bring to this. I do. I do what that's... I can. That was my hand loading <laughs> yes. moment. So everybody, keep an eye out um, for this movie theater coming to Arkansas because we want to make money off of Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the only reason. <laughs> um, okay, so Christian, I don't know if you know this, but at the end of every episode, we do a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. Um, and. Um, 
we normally take a quiz kind of from the perspective of a character that mm-hmm. we discussed um, from like one of the movies we talked about or the movie like the main character of a movie we talked about whatever it is um, mm-hmm. but recently it's been fun to just give our guest the uh, the quiz okay. um, and, and to see uh, what they are and so which quiz are we doing this week? We are going to find out um, which Christmas movie character. <laughs> You're not a Christmas character. Christmas, which Christmas movie are you? Basically? I swear to the good Lord above if I get elf. <laughs> so the best part is that it's which Christmas movie are you? And then under it, it the subtitle is we can't all be elf. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> okay. So, Christian, what do you eat for Christmas dinner? All the candy, typical turkey, pizza and ice cream, anything made from love, cookies and milk is all I need, or Chinese food, or no. (laughs) Typical turkey. (laughs) Um, That was my nickname in high school. (laughs) It's a terrible nickname. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas activity? Sledding, singing Christmas carols, putting up Christmas lights. Well, there it is. Um, going to see Santa Claus, baking cookies, or cuddling with my loved one. Yep, guess which one it is. It's putting up Christmas lights. Christmas and lights. the photo given to us in the BuzzFeed quiz is like this extremely extra house with these ridiculous lights, which is probably Christmas prob- house. It's probably the one from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Oh, sure. Um, What is on your Christmas wish list? A Christmas bonus, uh, with the S in bonus being a dollar Dollar sign. Of course. Clever. Uh Um, To spread Christmas cheer, a talk boy, a flirty romance, a pet reindeer, or an awesome BB gun. (laughs) A Christmas bonus. Uh, Yep. Christian, uh, for those of you no, audio listeners again. I know, I know, I did it on purpose. <laughs> you, he, he did it because, like, you, he knew you couldn't hear him do it, uh, but I'm calling him out, yep. which is that he did the thing where he, like, rubbed his thumb and his fingers together to be like, ooh, cash money. Um, where would you like to spend your Christmas vacation? London, New York City, home, Chicago, the North Pole, or at a Chinese restaurant? Uh, New York City. Yeah, makes sense. Isn't that what you did? That's what I did, and I would love to do it okay. again. Um, this one, uh, this is a pick a wrapping paper design. <laughs> okay. So one of them just kind of in, like, block letters says, like, Merry Christmas, like, really happy all over it. Um, the other one is your typical, like, snowflakes, like, decoration. One of them is, like, Santa riding on a candy cane. Um, sure. Then there's, like, uh, on the present wrapping paper, there are illustrations of presents. Okay. And like ornaments and stuff. Um, another one is like red and white and like just hearts all over it. Um, and the other one is very classy, like these trees and reindeer. It says season's greetings on it. Santa riding a candy cane. <laughs> yep, figured. Okay. So uh, this next question is Is Santa real? And five of the six options are hell yes. And one of the six options is, I am Santa. I'm going to go with, hell yes. Oh, uh, which one? (laughs) The third one. (laughs) I wish you would have been like, that one. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, pick a Christmas song. All I Want for Christmas is You, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Sleigh Ride, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, All Holy Night, and Winter Wonderland. Uh, Winter Wonderland. Good. <laughs> what is it? I'm going to read you the description, and then I'm going to read you your result. Okay. Okay? I can see you trying to read the result. I'm trying. I'm trying. So, first of all, I thought it was a picture for a second. I went, who is that? And it was the reflection of me on FaceTime. (laughs) I love how, like, much visual gags are in this episode of this audio podcast. This is why David and Jason started filming their podcast. Again, I just was like, I need to cover up my glasses so Christian can't see the reflection. And that meant I covered up my eyes and I couldn't read. <laughs> so we're just going to, we're going to try this. Okay. Covering up the camera. I'll look, I'll look this way. <laughs> okay. 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 The description says, <clears throat> you like Christmas, but it's your family that drives you crazy during the holiday season. Oh, I knew it. You try and you try. But something always seems to go wrong. And you're terrified of squirrels. Terrified. You got National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The greatest movie ever. And that's how you end a podcast. (laughs) It is in forever at our movie theater. You cannot argue it. Uh, Okay. Because of this quiz and because of how perfect that turned out... (laughs) I'll accept it. <laughs> I'll accept it, and there's room for one Christmas movie, so I guess Bandersnatch is replacing Elf. <laughs> yes. Uh, both classics in their own right. Um, <laughs> one obviously better. Yeah, we'll leave it up to you guys to decide which one that is. We're doing a Twitter poll tomorrow. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, that's it. Thank you, Christian, for being on our podcast. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> search. I knew that was coming. Here's, here's uh, a, fun, it a, is... a fun game. Go on Twitter and search Christian. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is at Christian underscore May underscore I on Twitter and Instagram and then Christian May on Facebook great you are the only guest to promote your facebook and i, I do i do a so lot of funny. my everett business yeah, stuff through facebook because so i have the, to promote you're it. the only one that actively like benefits from being on facebook everyone yes. else like just suffers from facebook whereas yes. your business thrives because of facebook because so. of the old people who use it and see my posts yeah a way to alienate half of our audience our demographic yes agree um so um, all right, everybody. So add Christian as a friend on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cinema Rolls does not have a Facebook, but we do have a Twitter at Cinema Rolls Pod. Tell us if you prefer National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Bandersnatch. We will or take Elf. silence as a vote for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I tell you what, if if the Twitter poll comes out and Christmas Vacation wins, you have to watch it within a week. Okay, so Handlozier, I know you're listening to this podcast episode. Um, please tweet from our Twitter account a poll because I will forget. <laughs> so um, when you hear this, Handlozier, tweet a poll. Um, National Imperial Christmas Vacation versus Elf versus Bandersnatch. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 
let's just let's do it um okay uh what movie are you looking forward to uh far from home do you have one huh far from home far from home that's a really great answer yes Um, i'm i'm very immersed in the mcu good i'm uh looking forward to seeing detective pikachu oh tanner saw that this weekend he said it was very good yeah, I'm excited. I am going to go. I'm going to get my Pokemon cards. I'm going to swipe them some Pokestops on the way there. I'm just going to go full out. Mm. Like, <laughs> just going to go. Um, all right. Again, thank you so much. Do you know how to say our um, our end nope. line, our closing out? Uh, so we say, that's how the cinema rolls. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so uh, the music, the music is playing right now. Go ahead. That's how the cinema rolls.